0: This is Brent Helming, and thanks for tuning in to Part 3 of Developing a Dynamic Worship Ministry. Again, this is a Part 3 of a three-part series, so be sure to check out Part 1 and 2 in case you missed those. And thanks so much for tuning in. Okay, so we are moving on now to Part Three, uh, the second, you know, the third part here of developing a dynamic worship ministry. And I like as I begin each session, each of these sections to uh, just kind of do a quick little recap of kind of where we've come from in um, the last two, because they all kind of flow into each other. So we're talking about the fact that to develop a dynamic worship ministry, um, there needs to be some focus and attention given to three core components that would make up any dynamic ministry. And here it's the musical, the social, and now finally the third, the spiritual. And we talked about the fact that the musical being the specific skill set and the social being the community and the spiritual now, which actually is the umbrella under which all of this operates, they're like spokes in a wheel. And each of these spokes needs to retain its um, well, on a bicycle, it retained the tension on it, which means it needs to be in its proper alignment. Otherwise, the wheel begins to wobble and become untrue, and eventually, the wheel can't even function in the way it's supposed to, and it, it just becomes um, unusable. And so, that's a kind of a picture of our worship ministry, in that, um, as we're rolling along the road here of life with the worship ministry, um, these components need to have attention given to them. And at times there needs to be fine tuning and tightening or, you know, or fixing or tweaking or whatever of, of each of these areas. Um, so that the wheel remains true and real remains straight and our worship ministry stays on track and we're not able to get bumped off and we're able to remain effective in encouraging, nurturing, and ministering, um, not only to the Lord, but to our congregation. So that's the, that's the picture, that's the, the guise of which we're, we're talking about here. And now we want to talk about the spiritual. Now the spiritual, I know I saved it for last, but to be honest, it, it is the absolute fundamental most important thing. And it, it is the foundation, I guess, or if you want to use a different picture, it is the covering over everything else that, that we've, I've talked about on this topic of developing a worship ministry because the fact is that the worship ministry exists for the good of the church period there there is no need for a worship ministry to showcase our talents as musicians you know there's other venues if that's what we're into there's other venues to do that that's not in the church that's not what we're there for it's not about us it's about god it's about him it's about his glory not ours And so we come for the sake of the good of the church, for God and for the good of the church. We are there as a ministry for the purpose of edifying the body, for the purpose of leading the body, for the purpose of creating a pathway through music and singing, which is biblically ordained for us to do, to guide people into a deeper, closer relationship and connection with God, in a way that corresponds and connects with the word that's going to be preached, or or the other aspects of the uh, of, of our of our congregational gathering that God wants to work together and knit it together. It's all about the whole thing. It's all about spiritual. So first, this is just hugely important that each and every team member understands this, and continues to understand, and that it's reinforced because over time because our ministry involves so much task-based activity rehearsing practicing learning the songs doing this and that we can we can get mired in the myopic and forget why we're really there plus the fact that our worship ministry itself puts us in front of people puts us up on a platform or puts us on a stage or puts us in front of people in leading music that in itself has some inherent dangers I guess as a lack of a better way to say it or um yeah some inherent dangers that we need to keep ourselves focused on what we're really there for previously we talked about making sure in all aspects of pursuing excellence in musicality we, in musicality we realize that we are servants and that our musicality and excellence is really so that we can best serve and edify the, the church and the people we're leading and to best um, reflect and honor God with the creativity he's given us. That's what drives our excellence. It's not about us. So keeping that in mind will help. But also keeping in mind that we that we are there to serve the church. There's no other reason for us to be there on Sunday morning gathered together unless we're serving the kingdom. Okay, I guess maybe I should say the kingdom more than the church, but specifically the church we're in. We're a worship team for that church, just that specific body primarily but we serve the kingdom, not ourselves, which at times gives me pause with a lot of the somewhat of the crossover that we have with some worship bands and stuff. You know, I, I am, I'm really grateful and I really love what's going on in the, in the whole worship industry. <laughs> there, there's a word, worship industry <laughs> that, wow, almost oxy oxymoron in that, in that way. But, um, you know, I, I love the, the level of, um, of excellence and, and musical quality and production value and quality that's happened and the musicianship and everything else has arisen. That's really incredible. And I think it's given us something, some great positive things, um, you know, ways to connect with the world and, um, you know, bring people into the Lord. So it's really good. There's also another side of that, that at times, you know, I'm, I'm a little, little leery about and, 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 uh, have an eye towards is sometimes that's just we, we've it becomes too artisty artist oriented okay now that's different from excellence so hear me on that that's i'm not talking about that i'm talking about when we start to focus on artist and we have to sell these albums and it just it gets weird we need to remind ourselves that's not what we're aspiring to we're aspiring to leading being a servant we're standing up there on sunday morning serving in full humility knowing that we've perfected our craft and we've come together as this music band to lead the congregation and so in a spiritual sense that means that everything we do from the way from the songs we pick the music styles we play the arrangement of the song itself the length of the set list of you know that of song you know that we're singing all that should be towards what best facilitates the service What best facilitates what God is doing there that morning? What the pastors, what the staff, what the church is doing? What that's what drives us. See, it's not about us, it's not about playing the hottest new song that's off the Paul Belash or Tomlin or whoever's album. Um, it, it's not about that. Although, those are tools that we can use and bring in, but we need to evaluate those by how do they serve. The ministry. How do they serve the spiritual needs and the spiritual component of what's going on? Because this band is there to serve them. So I, I hope I'm kind of getting that clear. But man, God has given us this incredible gift, the sacred trust of leading worship, the music that He's imparted into the into humanity. Um, And all through scriptures, you've seen the music, the role that it's played in encouraging God's people and, and nurturing God's people and pointing them back to God and giving the expression of their hearts. You know, sometimes we need something more than just prose, more than just words. Have you felt that way? Sometimes a word just doesn't do it, but a melody combined with lyric or something just lifts you up and gives a fuller expression. That's all. God intended that as music and, and this as a tool and as a way for us to do that. It's a spiritual dynamic. It's a spiritual gift. It's a tool to encourage us in our growth, and not only in our daily walk, but also as a way to honor Him rightly and richly. So music and, and leading worship in the arts is such an incredible thing. That's what we're there for. That's what we're about so we can't perform anything we want we're not an island unto ourselves it's not about us so the songs we select do they serve what's happening in the church do they serve your congregation you know do you have a pulse on your congregation to know what the spiritual temperature is of of the church what is the season that god has your church in is there a certain season where god's dealing with grace or dealing with repentance or something are there should you be selecting songs that nurture that? What about maybe songs what is the pastor teaching on? What what direction is God leading the church through the pastoral staff or through the teaching that the that the worship then can also connect with and tap into? And and, and hear me, I for not for a second do I believe that worship is a warm up for the word. I'm sorry, that's just not even scriptural or biblical okay it just doesn't fit the two mesh and marry together okay there's not there's there's not this 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 lesser the word The word, scripture, and by the way, this plays into, I wish we had time to go into writing songs and song selection process just in and of itself, but we have to choose songs that actually say something, that actually are full of content, biblical, theological content. In the same way your pastor needs to and does develop their sermons out of biblical context and text, our songs, our set lists, need to have a heart towards that as well. They work together together. Okay. Can you imagine the place where the worship comes and you're able to usher in and and lift up and glorify the Lord and he return in worship. There's this interaction going on of God meeting with his people, us lifting up his name, blessing him, worshiping him. And he, he brings us to that place where there's this nearness that's been opened up, not just cerebrally, but emotionally and, 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 um, in our spirits, okay, just like it says in Ephesians that we that our, our spirits would be overflowing into songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, okay, the presence of the Spirit within us. That's what we're talking about. So that happens as we open up the service, and then we move into a time of the Word, and in that way, we are prepared for the Word by the worship, okay. But it's not a lesser; it's a it's a one-two punch kind of sort of thing. They they work together. So anyway, that's my little pet peeve on that. But that brings to highlight this this extreme importance of the spiritual dynamic okay of how we approach worship that we and it means that we need to foster hearts a heart of love towards the church this gets t- touches a little bit on the on the social aspect that we talked last time not just as a team but as a team towards the church that we not just love to lead worship but we love those that we lead okay foster a heart of love towards the body loving the bride okay knowing that you're there to be a part of the bride which takes work because being in a church is tough sometimes you know there is no perfect church and if you find one, don't join it because you'll ruin it. Say, you know, it's that type of thing. I mean, we, we, you, we all know this if we've been in church any time. It, it can be difficult and it's not always perfect. And there's the ups and downs where some things are better than others and, you know, all that whole thing. But we have overall, we have to have a, fo- a heart that's fostered in love towards the church, not criticism. Because in that way, we need to be, we're, we are teaching examples of leading them into worship, the team as well, which kind of leads us now, me, into this this place of the spiritual, where the spiritual dynamic of the team is so important, okay? And spiritual maturity of the players and stuff, um, players and stuff, <laughs> players and, 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 and the team members in the ministry is really valid and important as well, that we need to be, um, those that hunger after God and hunger for his word we 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 need to be it's not that we need to be perfect and and mature to this level already before you let someone on the stage i mean that's another topic and another dynamic but you just need to know that the importance is is that your team members there's a spiritual maturity issue that needs to be in play when you join a worship team a worship team is not just any band any band in the on the planet, any musicians can get together and play music okay that's that's one thing, but not any band can get together under the spiritual umbrella and focus on leading worship. That's a whole nother thing frankly it's 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 to me it's far more highly valued for me in my time because that's what I'm called to do, but that is unique and special unto itself so there's practical things that we can be doing in our worship ministry to help us nurture the spiritual aspect. Number one is the fact that you know that we um, connect with our team members as we invite them to be a part of the ministry. One of the commitments they make, not only to being a part of the team or maybe being there at rehearsals, and you know, a commitment they need to make is that they have a commitment towards spiritual growth and they have a commitment towards righteous living. You know, here's an aspect of that. It's it's difficult. It, 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 difficult. It creates so many problems when you have a team member up there. Um, you know, I've heard of situations where team members in between the services, uh, some guys will go out and they'll, you know, they'll uh, they'll smoke weed or they'll they'll get drunk or they'll you know they'll drink or they'll do whatever because you know they're they've been clubbing the night before. Now they just come in and do this gig and it's just like another church gig. You know, it's a church gig, but you know, there's there's an incongruency there. There's a disconnect. And the spiritual dynamics, you know, or or just how about something not so crazy as that? Just the fact that we are growing and purposing to walk in a godly manner. You know, we are ministers as we stand on stage. Again, some of you may not wear the the uh, title of pastor. That's really totally irrelevant. And frankly, for the team members, it's irrelevant what they get called as well. The fact is, is when you're up on that platform and you're doing this task of leading God's people, there's a pastoral element to them. There's a ministerial element, okay, and in as such, then we begin to fall under um, scriptures in Timothy and you know about of of leaders and the qualifications of of leaders. And I don't want to go into setting what the standards have to be. That's that's beyond the scope of what I want to do in this particular podcast. But um, worship, worship and character go together. And those are things that we need to be working on with our team members. And so how do we do that? Um, one is that we hold up that expectation. I actually, um, when I am leading a worship ministry, overseeing worship ministry, I actually have a form that anybody that's interested needs to read and just kind of sign off that they've read it and, they, and they, they're they aware of these things. And it gives, it gives a whole list and a whole, it just explains the ministry, explains the heart from a scriptural standpoint, from a... Um, from the, from the church governance standpoint of what's expected of them to be involved, you know, attendance and commitment to the church and uh, being able to uphold the, the church doctrines, you know, those type of things. And they're committed to it. And one of them is committed to spiritual growth. I've heard of some churches wanting team members to be involved in a small group, you know, it, you know, that's up to you to decide and, and, and how, what you're going to do with your team members. As I talked about in the social section, I used to gather my team members together on at least in every other month basis. And we would actually, um, gather together as like a home group, the ministry home group. And, um, I would, I would do teachings there. I would, I would teach out of the scriptures and I would share scriptural points about worship and about character and about um, pursuing worship as a lifestyle. You know, Corinthians uh, 3, there where it says, whatever you do, um, you know, glorify God. And um, I, I would sow into them those those things. When I would, I mentioned in my social about my newsletter, I would sew into teachings. I would lead them to scriptures. Um, we've done things where we've had little Bible studies. we take taken a song that we've been leading and we do, I do a little Bible study on that song and we'd learn more about the scriptures and inherently what's in that song. So there's there's all these things you do and and the spiritual growth of your team needs to be seen on a bigger scale, you know, it's, and it's because over the course of the year, what are the, th- what are ways you want to make sure you encourage vitality and spiritual growth in your team? Encourage them to pursue that, you know, because we honestly, we can't legislate morality. Morality has to be uh, engaged in and embraced by the individual. Um, but how do we encourage them to do that and to continue doing that? How do we encourage um, fathers and husbands or wives with their families that are involved in our worship team to be, You know, husbands and wives and fathers, godly husbands and wives and fathers and, you know, parents and, you know, because that's an aspect of worship as well. So, I mean, it it all, see, it's all together here. Um, So find ways that you can tap into sharing spiritual insights, making sure that they feel, um, that they, not feel, that they understand that um, spiritual growth is important, that they understand the spiritual dynamic of what they are doing and that it's not just playing music. Um, so you can do that through newsletters, through articles. Sometimes I'd send out emails um sharing a link of a, you know a really great article I read or or something or an insight I had. Um there's um I would teach during these um these home group times. That's another way. Um another way is making sure that um your team members when they're not on stage or, or in church. I think I mentioned this just briefly earlier as well. So that they're sown into the life of the church, that there's an accountability there, and accountability is huge too. You know, we just need to make sure there's community happening. That's why social is so important. The social and spiritual really get to blend together at times. That there's accountability on character and lifestyle, especially in the days now where there's, you know, Facebook and and all sorts of things. There's just so many different crazy ways, um, and crazy things that are happening out in our world um, that we need to just let people know that they stand on stage, not just for, well, first for them personally, before the Lord. They are are ministers in this sense of being musical ministers when they're leading God's people. So God has a heart towards them of viewing them as ministers. And so that there's an importance there. Then when they stand on stage, the congregation sees them. Okay whether they want to or not, there's a role model aspect that's taking place in that. People see you on the stage, you must have done something okay or you must be okay, therefore they let you on stage and they they view you in the light of a leadership type of light and so now, when you're out in the community in fact this this is this happened the other day I was um just sitting down at a taco shop, ran out real quick, and was grabbing grabbing something to eat and um, I was just sitting there mind my own business, and someone walks up and says. Hey, aren't you? You're um. You're you're you you lead the music. You're that guy. And I'm like, yeah. Well, good thing I wasn't, you know, I don't know, doing something weird out in public where I shouldn't have been, or thinking no one was watching me and behaving or acting in a way that would be uh, disingenuous, you know, with my Christian faith. They would have seen that. You have no idea what people are seeing us. So, you know, that's not a scare tactic. <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to bring here. It's 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 just reality, and and it's it's a reality of what, what we should be as believers anyway. As examples as ambassadors of Jesus Christ in the world anyway, but then on top of that, if you're in a worship team and you're in a worship ministry, on top of just being the regular ambassador of Christ and people watching you and trying to see Christ in you anyway, now they see you on stage and there's something more that's added to that. and so there's greater responsibility on each and every team member to be living a life and pursuing spiritual matters in, in a in a much in a much more um, well, in a much more appropriate way, and um, yeah, I, you know, I guess that's enough said on that. I, I feel like I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse here, but it's really important that we get all of all of all of those aspects in there. Um, it's really important as well from a spiritual aspect that the pastor has input into the team. And sometimes I've done this by at the beginning of rehearsals, I've I've asked the pastor to come in and share like just a quick you know, five or 10 minute thing, whether he encourages us, whether there's something out of the word or he just comes in just to let us know that we're vet, you know, the team's valuable in explaining how worship works in the context of, of the ministry of this church and just providing some, you know, some spiritual oversight from the top down. They need to know the worship team needs to know that they are connected to the church and connected to the leadership and they're not just out there on their own. So, you know, there's, there's a whole different types of ways to do that. Um, and we need to really encourage people in the mats of this spiritual walk to really rely on just the guiding of, of the uh, of the Holy Spirit and um, in, in leading them in everyday life and aspect. I mean, that's the role of the Holy Spirit is to reflect Jesus in us and to empower us to actually walk in the things and to do the things that Jesus has said in the Scriptures. And so, um, you know, th- all these things come together to focus us on the fact that Spiritual, we're a spiritual team first, and then we're the musical team, and we're a social dynamic, and these things all bleed blend together. I, I hope that's become really clear in the midst of of uh, of these these podcasts here that you've been uh, listening to. And there's so much more we could talk about, and and I know there will be podcasts to follow that will that will pick up these topics individually and go in more in depth with them. But um, I think just that quick overview is so helpful if you would take these three principles. It's just kind of a wrap-up here that to have a dynamic worship ministry that's flowing and it's healthy, we need to focus on three key components. The skill-based, which is musical, social, and spiritual. All three are vitally, vitally important. They need, although they operate at times independently of each other, they they always operate in connection and conjunction together and uh, without the exclusion of the other, as they should, they overlap. And each of those spokes in the wheel of ministry needs to be functioning well before the wheel starts wobbling. So if you take these principles and apply them to your situation, I think you'll find that um, although it's it can be a lot of work to do these things, the, the, the success and the fruit and the anointing will all come and begin to function in, in more of a proper aspect and give a dynamic, you know, lift to what we're doing in the ministry and begin to, you'll just begin to see growth in the church, growth in the spiritual lives of the church is what I mean primarily, and in your team um, and in the, um, the individual Uh, spiritual connections and walks with the Lord. It's just, it's an amazing thing when these things are working together. So I hope this has been helpful again, please. If you missed uh, part one or part two, go back and check those out. And, um, I think it might even be helpful just to review these things, you know, maybe once a year or so, just pull out these podcasts or, or, um, materials that speak to these, these issues and, and review those regularly. Um, in fact, what I'm doing my own training and teaching of myself and, and, um, I I try and pull out books on musical and get tools or resources and other podcasts that I listen to or seminars and going to worship conferences or seminars to help me grow in each of these three areas because I want to be the best leader that I can be so that edification to the church, encouragement to the church, to my team members, and ultimately the glory goes to the Lord. I'm in the greatest way possible. So I hope that you'll uh, you'll join me in that endeavor. May the Lord bless you. This presentation is part of the teaching and worship ministry of Brent Helming. Additional resources are available at www.brenthelming.com. We'd like to give a special thanks to Mark Griffo for the original music featured on this podcast, and thank you again for tuning in.